Back on Radio Road, New Orleans Convention Center, site of Super Bowl 47. Our coverage continues here. Darren McFarland at the 1025 The Game Table, brought to you by Low T Center and Brentwood Inside Maryland Farms and Freeland Chevy Business Elite Sales. Mark Malone is our guest. He'll be covering the AFC sidelines for Dial Global Sports. He joins us. Mark, thanks for stopping by. It's my pleasure. It's always good to chat with you. One of my favorite cities in America, Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, you were telling me that as you were sitting down at the table. Yeah, I I enjoy going there. Hope you guys get better in a hurry because I don't get many games out there lately, and I miss going out there and spending a little time in Nashville. Yeah, we feel the same way, by the way. (laughs) We would like for them to get back in their winning ways here soon. Certainly. Six and ten seasons. They don't create much of a buzz other them bad. The, the, I think the saving grace is anymore in the National Football League, things get turned around in a hurry anymore and get a couple of players and a couple of right decisions and I know Mike Munchak is in the process of trying to uh, retool that football team and his coaching staff for the most part, so hopefully he'll get it straightened out and you guys will be right back in the thick of things. You're right. It is amazing how quickly you can turn things around. I mean, the Colts were 2-14. and 14. That's how they acquired Andrew Luck. They were in the playoffs this year. Well, you know, and, and it's funny. I you know, it's a, it's a quarterback-driven league. And to me, you need a quarterback to really make big strides in this league. The rules are set up for you to throw the football. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can do it all on your own. you got to have players around. You have to have a, an offensive line to protect you. And certainly, you've, they've got to open up holes for the running back and, uh, you know, all those various things. But, uh, again, I, I think with free agency, the way it's set up now, if you make good decisions in the draft and get players that can be impact players early, and then it's so important to coach your guys up, you know. We, we, we focus so much on the head coach because he's, he's really the face of the franchise. But he has such little to do with the everyday coaching of techniques of players. Those are your staff, your position coaches. So to assemble a good staff is, I think, so far underrated because it's so important to getting your football team better and better and identifying the talent on that team. So I think Mike Munchak is steeped, obviously, in the game and had a terrific career, and I hope he gets it straightened out there in, in, uh, in Tennessee because I think he's one of the better certainly uh, guys in in the National Football League. And he had to do exactly what you said. He had to kind of reshape, retool some of his staff members this offseason. You know that comes with the territory when you have a bad season. Yeah, when you don't win, I mean, you know, you you lose. Somebody has to pay the price, right? You you lose some of that ability to to name who it is you want on your staff, and, and you're forced to make some decisions, and hopefully those changes he makes will help that football team. And you said you haven't been able to cover the Titans much because they haven't been winning, so have you been able to watch much of Jake Locker, and if you have what do you think well you know i watch coaching tape every week as i prepare for my games i do about 22 games uh, a year in the booth for dial global sports national radio broadcast and i do about another eight or nine on the sideline during monday nights as well as sidelines through the super bowl so i get a chance to see a lot of teams and i have seen jake locker uh i I think that he continues to make some progress obviously he's dealt with some injuries there uh i i I think that you'd like to be able to see uh, a little bit more consistent Uh, performance out of the running back of the running game there. That always helps a young quarterback. You'd like to be able to have, uh, you know, one of those guys that just is the go-to wide receiver in the National Football League. That helps the quarterback as well. So, again, we focus so much on the quarterback, and I understand that. I played the position for a decade in the NFL, and it's a quarterback-driven league, but you can't do your job unless you get the right people around you doing their jobs just to give you a chance to kind of do yours. What do you think about the pistol and the read option? Well, it's an interesting concept, and it's not a new concept. I mean, you can go back and look at some of the single-wing stuff that was run you know, decades and decades ago, and there are some similarities there. I think you need the right person 
personnel to run that kind of offense. Uh, it's basically a triple option, a read option. They've just basically taken the, the quarterback and moved him off the line of scrimmage a little bit, which I think is more helpful in the National Football League because you get away from some of that trash. These guys are so big, so fast, can penetrate and blow up a play before it ever gets started. Uh, but I think you have to have a guy like Russell Wilson, RG3, Colin Kaepernick. Not everybody can do that. Uh, but when you can do it, it forces a defense into uh, to, to dealing with things they haven't had to deal with in years past. You've got you to cover the dive. You've got to cover the quarterback. You've got to cover the pitch man. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to run play action out of that. So usually one of those guys that's involved in, in that assignment football is somebody from the secondary. And those guys come down out of the back end of the defense, and then you throw the football. Now, if you're Tim Tebow, you can't take advantage of that. But if you're Colin Kaepernick or Russell Wilson or RG3, you can really make a defense pay because you're going to get what we call zero coverage. Nobody in the middle of the football field isolated out on a corner. And most quarterbacks in the leagues, the good ones, can really make a defense pay. So is it something we're going to continue to see? Absolutely. But you have to have the right quarterback with the right skill set to run it effectively. You spent the bulk of your career in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. That's correct. Do you think they missed the boat a little bit with Cordero Stewart? Do you think he could have been a guy that could have maybe started this trend a lot earlier? Well, yeah, but, you know, and things are cyclical and they evolve. Hey, when, I went, when I was drafted in the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1980, I ran a 4-4-2 at 235 pounds. I had the fastest 40 time on the team. I caught a touchdown pass from Terry Bradshaw on the Kingdome for 90 yards and a TD. So I had the ability to run. Cordell had the ability to run. There have been guys that are athletic that can do that. But again, I'm not sure that the NFL was at that spot where they could make that transition into the pistol. What would, they, what would you have said if they would have walked into a meeting room and said, Mark, we're thinking about doing this? You know, it, it's really funny. I asked Frank Gore the same question the other day in an interview. I said, I said, what, what did you say when Greg uh, Roman, the offensive coordinator, suggested we put in the pistol. He goes, my jaw hit the floor. He goes, you're going to make me run that? I mean, he'd been the man in that offense, and he still is the man in that offense. But uh, I think you have to, to trust in sometimes uh, the offensive coordinators, the insight that some of these guys have for the direction, number one, that the game is going and how they can take the players and the skill sets those players have and, and make them the best that they can possibly be. And I think Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator of the 49ers, has to be at the top of that list. All right, who do you trust more on Sunday, Kaepernick or Flacco? I, I definitely trust Flacco more. He's got more postseason experience. He's been in the postseason the last five seasons, well, his first five seasons in the National Football League. And Kaepernick is explosive, dynamite. I love to watch him. He creates so many problems for a defense. And he's 7-2 and two and 9 starts. I think the big unknown is how he reacts under the hot spotlight of the biggest stage this game has to offer. Uh, if he plays well and has a big game, boy, the sky is the limit for him. So you're saying Sunday will be different than media day on Tuesday? <laughs> Just a little <laughs> Just bit. Just a smidge. Well, I can tell you one thing. You're going to be a lot sore when you wake up on Monday <laughs> than the day after media day. Enjoy the game. Appreciate you stopping by. My pleasure. And get to Nashville soon. I hope. I guess that's up to us, right, to, yeah, to well, change things around a little yeah, bit? Yeah, hey, listen, you guys get better. I'll be down there. I love coming down there. Mark Malone, uh, he'll be covering the AFC sidelines for Dial Global Sports.